Using gerrymandering, voter suppression, and other nefarious tactics, the Republican Party has manipulated our electoral system to maintain as much control as possible despite being a party in the minority. Liberal Dan Radio seeks to change that, and I need your help in doing so. Liberal Dan Radio has partnered with Levelfield to help us use tools that are typically only available to big money donors. When you go to stopthecoup.liberaldan.com and make your contribution, it will encourage other voters to reach out to their legislators to pass legislation to stop gerrymandering and voter suppression and target elected officials who refuse to protect the vote. Every eligible voter should be able to cast a ballot, and that ballot should have the same power as everyone else. I can't do this alone. I need your help. So please go to stopthecoup.liberaldan.com and make your contribution today. That's stopthecoup.liberaldan.com. Stopthecoup.liberaldan.com. Political advertising paid for by Levelfield. Contributions are not tax deductible as charitable contributions. Coming at you from New Orleans, Louisiana, to join the conversation, area code 914-803-4131. That is area code 914-803-4131. If you are listening during the live broadcast, you want to call in, call in that way, or you can join us in the Blog Talk Radio chat room. Go to the Blog Talk Radio page, sign in with your free account, go to the episode page, and at the bottom of the page, you'll see the chat room there. Uh, or you can join us on the YouTube chat room, uh, youtube.com slash liberaldanradio. Uh, go to the live uh, video going on right now, and you can comment live in the chat as well, and I'll respond to you as I get to them. And if you're listening after the live broadcast, you can always leave your comments, questions, concerns, etc. over on the show thread at liberaldan.com, facebook.com slash liberaldan, or at liberaldanradio on Twitter, or on the video comment section after the show as well. <laughs> Excuse me, got a bunch to uh, talk about uh, this week. I am uh, finally boosted because I took part in the Novavax trial. Um, I really wish the Novavax trial, Novavax would get their emergency authorization up and running or just their authorization up and running. Because according to the data that's come that comes from the study so far, uh, it's a pretty good efficacy rate of preventing uh, the, the uh, infection. You know, it has a pretty good efficacy rate. Um, and, you know, they're really up there. Uh, it's just for some reason they had some manufacturing issues, I think, which prevented them from being able to uh, create some ma- mass creation. I think they've been focusing more on some European and Asian uh, countries as well. Uh, but one of the things that uh, conservatives seem to not like when it comes to uh, – the vaccines, especially some of the more uh, out there conspiracy theory type folks, is the uh, the people who want to call the vaccine gene therapy. You know, they're 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 still calling it that, even though that's not what it is. But it is an mRNA vaccine. 
um, in Pfizer and Moderna, uh, but Novavax is not an mRNA vaccine. So if, if, if perhaps if Novavax was out there, you'd get at least some of the people who are hesitant to take an mRNA vaccine, maybe they would be like, okay, well, I'll take Novavax instead because it's not mRNA. That's why I hope that they would get, get it to the American market because I think it would help. Even though I'd rather people not have irrational fears about what the vaccine is and isn't, but it, there seems to be a certain segment of society that's convinced that mRNA vaccines are somehow harmful. And I don't believe that they're harmful. I would have taken Pfizer if I was not in, uh, if I was not already taking part in the Novavax vaccine. But you know, wait. I need I need Donald to say this. Hold on, my mouse. Uh... It is what it is. Thank you, Donald. It is what it is. And there are going to be people who are still going to be hesitant to take this mRNA vaccine because of what they've heard. Doesn't matter how much you tell them that what they've heard is wrong, they're going to dig in and be like, no, but I heard this. So give them the vaccine that's not mRNA, that's not Johnson & Johnson either because of the issues that people have been dealing with Johnson & Johnson, Um, you know, with all the, you know, claims of, you know, was it a blood clot or whatever, and even though there are medicines out there that that people take all the time that cause more blood clots than what Johnson & Johnson caused and because people don't know how to science and don't understand rates. I, I, sorry, I would love to play. I mean, it, I, it would mean that I would have to hang out with these people, but I would love to play poker with some of these people because they don't understand odds at all. They're terrible at odds. I mean, stupid but lucky beats smart every day. But over the long term, I think I'd be able to get all of their money at the poker table because they just don't understand odds. They'd be like, ooh, I'm going to go for this inside straight. Ooh, seven deuce has the same chance of winning as, ace, as, as pocket aces. You know, <laughs> wonderful. Um, but yeah, so there's that. So I, I, I'm finally boosted. So yay. Um, me and my family, I'm not going to, there's not going to be a show the first week of March, probably. We have a planned vacation, uh, that is going to be taking place. It's going to be our first time going on vacation, uh, since the start of the pandemic. I mean, we did go to Georgia during, to evacuate for Hurricane Ida, but that's not a vacation. That wasn't a vacation. That was a fleeing. Um, this is going to be the first time doing, going out and doing things. But why? Why do I feel safe? Because we're all vaccinated. My youngest has his shots. And even though he had a shot, he did get COVID. He, got, he tested positive for COVID. But for 90 days, he doesn't even have to quarantine if he has an exposure around him. Does that do anything because of the exposure that he had to COVID? No, the rest of us didn't get COVID. Why? We're all vaccinated. So we're protected. And, you know, I figured... We've done the right thing for the last two years. Uh, we deserve to, you know, to enjoy ourselves and to have a good time. And hopefully the people don't ruin it for us. Of course, this means we have to go to Florida because we're going to Disney. But that, that, that'll be interesting to see what happens with that. But it's going to be our first time going out and about doing, you know, major things. We've been, you know small get-togethers we've been taking part in. Um, but again, you know, we've been trying to behave, you know, to do the reasonable, responsible, cautious thing because I don't want to be the person that spreads this disease to other people. So, But there's there's people like, if you go to my Twitter account, there was a guy 
This is almost going to be the words of redneck wisdom, except there was another one that was better. Um, where this guy's running for Texas in the, in the Texas second congressional district. And he's running against Dan Crenshaw. You know, conservative, crazy Dan Crenshaw is not crazy enough for this person that called into this talk show. And he was like, well, if masks worked, you know somebody is not dealing with all cylinders if they start the sentence with if masks worked. Why? Because masks work. They just don't understand why they work. Well, if masks were, people wear cloth masks when dealing with viruses in the lab. No, but they do. Well, yeah, the people in the lab dealing with viruses are going to wear like these big hazmat suits because we're to protect other people. Other people. I don't know what it is so difficult to understand about the fact that it's other people. It's clear. But they don't get it. They don't understand it. And any of the if masks work, no, masks work, period, end of story. You lose. You, you, you don't get it right. I hope, you know, but it's crazy that Dan Crenshaw is not conservative enough for them, for, for some of these people. I mean, but then again, they call Lindsey Graham a rhino, and Mitch McConnell is, you know, beholden to China or whatever, and he is a rhino too. Why? Because he occasionally – you know, says something like he said the other day um, when Donald Trump said that he was going to uh, pardon if he if he gets if he were run for president and win, he would pardon the January sixth people. And Mitch McConnell, to his credit, whatever, uh, says if you if they pled guilty to a crime, they should not be pardoned. And conservatives don't like that because you know these conservatives want to be apologists to these terrorists uh insurrectionists from january 6th because they viewed them as heroes but i don't know it's, it's ridiculous it's crazy but speaking of hypocrite of the week even though you know that person that that congressional candidate was not uh or words of redneck wisdom mind you i'm sorry um actually no do we want to do hypocrite of the week first let's do Let's do Hypocrite of the Week first, because that, that does include somebody I just spoke about. This week's Hypocrites of the Week are Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell and other Senate Republicans who stated that they don't want the nomination process to replace Justice Breyer to be too quick or to seat an extremist. When replacing Justice Ginsburg, the Senate Republicans rushed to confirm extremist justice Amy Coney Barrett. Of course, when it comes to Supreme Court nominations, nobody is as hypocritical as 2021 Hypocrite of the Year Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell. To see you next week's Hypocrite of the Week will be, tune in to Liberal Day and Radio, Talk from the Left, That's Right, Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Central on blogtalkradio.com slash liberaldan. And there we go, another entry for uh, Mitch McConnell trying to secure himself as uh, the 2022 Hypocrite of the Year as well. Um, but yes, they, but even Susan Collins was like, we can't rush through this. Well, you rushed through Amy Coney Barrett. I mean, what was it, 40 days or something? I absolutely rushed Amy Coney Barrett. And to change the ideological makeup of the court. This is not going to change the ideological makeup of the court. Yes, you can. You have and you've done. And so we should get to do it too. Stop it. Anyway, let's go ahead and take the first commercial break. We can come back and take your calls as well. Area code 914-803-4131. That's area code 914-803-4131. This is Liberal Dan Radio. 
off from the left. That's right. Are you planning a trip to Disney soon? Do you want help avoiding spending mistakes and making the most of your vacation? Then check out BudgetEars.com, a new site devoted to helping you get the most mouse for your money. What kinds of tickets should you get? Is the dining plan a good deal for you? Should you stay on grounds or not? Should you buy park hoppers? Many other sites are filled with information about what other people like to do, but BudgetEars is geared to help you make the best decision for you. So check out BudgetEars.com or go to YouTube.com slash BudgetEars and help make your trip the best it can be. BudgetEars.com is not a travel agency and it is not affiliated with the Disney Corporation or any of its holdings. In a world gone mad, one progressive will do a bad movie trailer guy impression to get you to listen to his show. There's only one thing that I like better than the liberal Dan radio minicast. All right, Bill, that's enough of that. On the Liberal Dan Radio minicast, you will hear an honest discussion of the day's issues with some personal bits in between. You might even hear what the other side has to say, sometimes even in their own voices. So become one of the Liberal Dan family, because family means no one gets left behind or forgotten. To hear those bad impressions and more, tune into the Liberal Dan Radio minicast. Talk from the left, that's right. And I think to myself, what a wonderful show, mmm, yeah. If you enjoy Liberal Dan Radio, there's many ways that you can support the show. You can subscribe to the YouTube channel, you can like me on Facebook or follow me on Twitter or TikTok, and you can become a Liberal Dan Patreon. For as little as $3 a month, you can get a shout-out. Higher levels get the opportunity to vote on what I do next on the podcast, the minicast, or on YouTube. You can even buy commercial advertising or sponsor bits. So go to patreon.liberaldan.com and support the show today. Hey there, podcast listeners. This is Demonox, host of The World According to Knox. It's time for Season 2, where I take you on another trip through my world. The world of movies, video games, pop culture, and more. Relate them to the world around you. Don't forget to leave a question for Marscat and find me on Twitter by the handle xdemonox. Letter X like X-Men, D-E-M-I-N-O-X. Now enjoy the rest of your podcast. And welcome back to Liberal Dan Radio, Talk from the Left, That's Right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming at you from New Orleans, Louisiana. Again, to join the conversation, it's 914-803-4131. That is 914-803-4131. I have a big announcement that's coming shortly for the show in two weeks from today. Two weeks from today. Uh, It may very well come tonight or not i don't know but it'll be on 
Twitter and Facebook and everything else when when it happens. So maybe I'll even make a TikTok about it. But I'm very excited about the show in two weeks. Uh, I have invited the uh, bail fund uh, people on having her back from them yet to try and counter or to give them the opportunity to give their side of the story uh, on you know the idea of why uh, you know why they're trying to get rid of bail, why that uh, their services are good, and you know I, I want to be fair to everybody involved. And you know, clearly, I didn't agree with a lot with what Mr. Good said last week, but I was happy to have him on to have the discussion. Um, I probably would agree a lot more with the Bell Fund folks, and I hope to get them on the show to be able to have that conversation because uh, I'm very much looking forward to having that conversation because I do think it's important to hear both sides of the story. Um, so there's that. Also, do want to give again, want to give a shout out to uh, Demonox, the first uh, Liberal Band Radio patron. Uh, thank you for supporting the show, and to your boy Chris and Cesar out in. Uh, California, both of them as well. Uh, thank you for supporting the show. I do appreciate it. And again, a sh- also, as always, a shout out to my little brother, the host of the most Nimbus Yosh with the smooth sounds of the Percy podcast. Hopefully we'll get more episodes of the World According to Knox and of the Percy podcast coming up shortly. Um, quality podcast. Definitely want to give them a listen. Um, so we're looking forward to the next episode. Of the- it seemed to be a hint that there might be one coming shortly for the Percy podcast. So here's hoping, although <clears throat> the topic of that one, I don't want to necessarily talk about too much because it's uh, a problem that uh, I, we have uh, with a, with a specific individual who shall not be named. Uh, he, I don't know if he's going to talk about that or not, uh, but if he does, you know, good on him. I, I'm staying out of that one. Uh, I'm done with that individual who, you know, and as long as, you know, that person keeps his name out my mouth, uh, keep his name out mine and, uh, just, you know, let the past be the past because everyone has their problematic folks in their past, I guess. So (laughs) that was a frustrating little period of my life, but whatever, it's over with good thing. Good riddance, bad rubbish. Uh, anyway, um, I, I don't want to beat this dead horse too much. And I was kind of, I was holding off on it, uh, hoping to see bringing a boy, uh, our, our, our friends out in California, our conservative friends out in California. I, I was hoping to be able to, uh, have them, hopefully then maybe they'll listen after the show. Maybe they, maybe they'll come in late and, and be and catch up. Um, but I think this is the potentially the last time I'm going to talk about at least this part of it. I, I do. One thing that's interesting is, is that looking at this chart that she gave to me, um, it really does show how, you know, you have deaths, you know, pneumonia deaths have roughly stayed the same of just pneumonia non-COVID. There you go. Demonox is listening and live. So there you go. We got Demonox listening, but we don't have, uh, we don't have bringing a boy yet. Uh, anyway, but, you know, it, it's interesting to see. I want to keep kind of keep track of, you know, deaths involving pneumonia and then deaths in, involving pneumonia and COVID and kind of comparing the two so you can see how many deaths involve pneumonia that don't involve COVID. So you can kind of look at the numbers and be like, okay, there, there's, been, there's a steady amount of pneumonia that takes place. And I was, like, I was talking to the doctor at the vaccine study on Monday about this and, and he was agreeing with everything I said. So it was nice to have somebody backing up who was a professional, what I was saying. I was like, you know, you can get pneumonia again from, you know, 
from viruses. You can get it from bacteria. You can get it from molds and fungus and spores and <coughs> various other things. There's various other ways you can get pneumonia. But a good chunk of pneumonia that has been of the increase in pneumonia has been because of COVID. COVID has caused a massive increase. Uh, <laughs> I, I was tempted to use that as one of my hypocrites of the week. It was Mitch McConnell this week. Candace Owens for saying Minnie Mouse in a pantsuit was destroying society, whilst Candace Owens also wears plenty of pantsuits. Um, but anyway, so I think that the topic of pneumonia and how COVID has increased pneumonia, one thing I'd like to look at is to see how many COVID-19 deaths from pneumonia are vaccinated versus unvaccinated. That's what I ultimately would like to see. That That's the column that I want to see. Deaths involving COVID-19 and pneumonia who and split by vaccinated and non-vaccinated or on non-vaccinated. Yes, non-vaccinated is, is correct. We'll get into that in two weeks as well. Um, <laughs> but the, the, the dead horse that I'm going to stop kicking at this point uh, is the dead horse that she brought up from California that, uh, you know, that, that deaths were going down at the end of the year based off of the data that was the data as of 12, uh, 29, 2021 uh, in the screenshot. Because as of right now, if you look at the deaths, uh, at the end of the year of 2021, now that more data has come, I don't know if all of the data has come in, but more data has come in. <clears throat> and week ending 1224, 8,487, week ending 1211, 9,306, week ending 1218, 9,630, week ending 1225, 9,632, week January 1st of this year, 10,336, week ending January 8th, 11,662, week ending January 15th, 11,742. Now, week ending 122 is 9585, but that's likely not complete numbers yet either. So, as you can see, you know, and, and the total deaths from all causes has, has evened out with, you know, the previous weeks, but you have, again, we did not see decreasing deaths towards the end of the year. We actually saw increasing deaths towards the end of the year. So it hadn't gotten better. It's gotten worse, worse. And that's, that's the important thing to look at this chart. This, you know, this chart was brought to my attention because to, to make me believe that deaths. That, now, here's the thing. I wonder how many people, and I don't know where she got that site. Maybe she found it herself. Cool. Maybe she found it because some other site was talking about these numbers. But if that's the case, then I'm wondering how many people were misled into thinking that COVID deaths were going down because of this chart when people were not reading this chart correctly. And look, pat myself on the back. When I got, was shown the chart, my skepticism was, I don't believe these are the complete numbers. I, don't, I think that we'll see more numbers start to come in, and I think those numbers will rise from where we were on 1229 to 2021 to now. And I was right. Pat myself on the back. Uh, 
you know, I, I accurately predicted that. And not only did we see the deaths reach what we had in previous weeks, we also we saw the deaths start to go up again to back what they were in early October ish. And we'll see. Maybe they'll keep keep going up anymore. But I'm but I, I think at this point I'm done beating the dead horse of I was right on this. You know, and that's hard for me to do. I like pointing out when I'm right. Um <clears throat> I think I think I think the point has been driven home solidly and firmly enough that the information that was brought up is to try and suggest that we were that we were we were having less and less deaths was wrong. In fact, we had more at the end of the year. More people died per week at the end of the year than the previous months, the previous weeks over the previous two months prior. So there we go. There you have it. Um, oh, let's go ahead and uh, we're going to go ahead and play Words of Redneck Wisdom. Let's go ahead and kick that one out because that's interesting. Three, two, one, go. And now, Words of Redneck Wisdom, brought to you by Liberal Dan Radio. Uh, I just want to say, uh, uh, men like me absolutely need men like you, uh, to calm us down because I'm an angry man and I can listen to you and you you, you give me uh, some uh, reasonable thought. Uh, we are under siege by our own government. Have been since COVID. We've been attacked biochemically and uh, psychological warfare and uh, I just get so angry thinking about it. I mean, uh, it's not who we got to get in there. It's who we got to get rid of that's in there. And this concludes Words of Redneck Wisdom, brought to you by Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. All right. <laughs> Trying to load a website that had... Uh that had some uh, some of the stuff I'm going to talk about after the break. And, well, yeah, we got ads that that started auto-playing, and that sucks. But, anyway, <laughs> that's uh, Words of Redneck Wisdom this week. And, and, again, interesting, you know, several reasons. Um, first of all, men like him needs men like Jeff. I mean, oh, my. That, that could be taken several ways, but – um, but it just kind of goes to show like, you know, I think, I do think that Jeff is, is a little more, uh, is, is, is a little more restrained than perhaps the other people. Uh, he tries to not, uh, advocate for violence, uh, although he does seem to apologize for it, which, uh, seem, which if you're apologizing for it, if you're being an apologist for the violence, then you're tacitly approving it. Uh, but, you know, the fact that I think that was just an example of one of the problems of conservatism today is that you do have these people who are so angry and violent that they need to be controlled and that this person feels that if it wasn't for Jeff, that he would be 
uh, more enraged and less controlled. And um, perhaps that's why some of these people need religion, because they need the fear of the of, of punishment in the afterlife in order for them to do the right thing. And even then, many times, like, for example, all the people that, you know, did violence on January 6th, those people uh, clearly were not prevented by their religion from from uh, doing bad things. Um, but then it did, but then the guys kept on talking about who we got to get rid of. Well, how are you going to get rid of them? You know, are you going to get rid of them at the ballot box? Are you going to cheat at the ballot box? Or are you going to get rid of them in other nefarious means? And he went on to talk about how the left wing and the right wings are both on the same bird and that, that type of it, that type of stuff. Uh, because he doesn't like Mitch McConnell any more than he likes Nancy Pelosi, I guess, because according to him, because of Mitch McConnell married to a, a woman f- with Chinese ancestry, uh, that somehow uh, makes him a sus uh, to use modern parlance. Um, and maybe it does. I don't know. Maybe maybe it softens him on certain issues that he might not otherwise be softened on. I mean, you know, the, the Republicans at the one point seemed to be a little more concerned about uh, – violence against uh, folks who are Chinese and they are against violence against black people is married to, I don't know. I can't say for certain. Um, anyway, let's go ahead and take our second commercial break. Uh, come back, take your calls as well. And we'll start talking about uh, some of the hypocrisy with the censorship issues uh, going on in like states like Florida and Texas and uh, yada, yada, yada. Uh, 914-803-4131. That's 914-803-4131. This is Liberal Dane Radio. Talk from the left. That's right. host of the Percy Podcast. What is the Percy Podcast? <laughs> well, it's pretty much the smoothest talking host you'll ever hear in your life talking about all kinds of things, political things, nerdy things, fun things, not so fun things. Go ahead, give a listen, and follow at the Percy Podcast for more updates and information. Why not sit back and take a listen to one of the best podcasts you'll ever hear and no one else will. <laughs> Catch you on the tunes. Do you want to set money aside for a rainy day? Do you want to open an account that will give you a savings bonus each month? What if I told you that you can get both and have a chance to win $10 million? Yada is an FDIC-insured bank, and when you go to yada.liberaldan.com, open an account, and make your first deposit, you will get 100 entries into the next weekly drawing. You will also get entries each week you have a balance. So go to yada.liberaldan.com. That's Y-O-T-T-A dot liberaldan.com. Using gerrymandering, voter suppression, and other nefarious tactics, the Republican Party has manipulated our electoral system to maintain as much control as possible despite being a party in the minority. Liberal Dan Radio seeks to change that, and I need your help in doing so. Liberal Dan Radio has partnered with Levelfield to help us use tools that are typically only available to big money donors. When you go to stopthecoup.liberaldan.com and make your contribution, 
It will encourage other voters to reach out to their legislators to pass legislation to stop gerrymandering and voter suppression and target elected officials who refuse to protect the vote. Every eligible voter should be able to cast a ballot, and that ballot should have the same power as everyone else. I can't do this alone. I need your help. So please go to StopTheCoup.LiberalDan.com and make your contribution today. That's StopTheCoup.LiberalDan.com. StopTheCoup.LiberalDan.com. Political advertising paid for by Levelfield. Contributions are not tax deductible as charitable contributions. And welcome back to Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming at you from New Orleans, Louisiana. Join the conversation. It's 914-803-4131. That's 914-803-4131. Uh, again, remember to uh, like, if you like this, if you like Liberal Dan Radio, make sure to like this video, uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel, uh, follow me all over the, the internet. Uh, Facebook.com slash Liberal Dan, Liberal Dan Radio on Twitter, Liberal Dan Radio on TikTok. Uh, and if you want to uh, support the show and potentially even buy advertising, you could also go to Patreon.com slash Liberal Dan or Patreon.LiberalDan.com, and that will uh, allow you to support the show like uh, Demonox and your boy Chris and Cesar does. So I appreciate y'all. And, but even if you can't afford to make a uh, financial contribution to the show to help me expand and everything, the best thing you can do is to subscribe right here on YouTube um, and just share the heck out of my posts. And that would be wonderful. That would be great. I would appreciate it immensely. <laughs> anyway, so um, we have a lot of, you know, rabble rousing and harumph, harumph, harumph uh, about, uh, you know, as Demodox just said in the chat, uh, conservatives try- crying that Neil Young is trying to cancel Joe Rogan um, while Young sings about living in the rocket in the free world, um, and they fail and they're failing to understand free market capitalism. They, they, that's and that's a, one of the points I was going to make is that you know these conservatives will often talk about free market capitalism and uh, they'll pleasure themselves with the invisible hand uh, <laughs> daily. Uh, and love to talk about how the free market is the best thing for consumers. But part of the free market is, you know, determining where you're going to sell your wares, where you're going to sell your goods, where you're going to feature the stuff that you are promoting out there to try and make a profit. And if Neil Young doesn't want to have his songs on Spotify because Joe Rogan is uh, financially supported by Spotify, then that's Neil Young's right to do so. And if that means that, Listeners of Neil Young who would typically go to Spotify to listen to Neil Young now have to go somewhere else to listen to Neil Young. <coughs> Spotify is going to lose market share. And that's how capitalism works. And maybe, but the thing is, conservatives don't really like capitalism. Conservatives don't really because they only like it when it benefits them. They only like, they only like you know, the, the, where all the rich people get to hoard all the money part of capitalism. They don't like the other parts that are inconvenient to them. But the, the, the but there's a huge difference between capitalist censorship, if you if you want to call it censorship. I mean, I, I even hesitate calling it censorship. It's just free market. You know, Spotify say you know people saying I don't want to listen to 
Spotify, if Spotify has Joe Rogan, then that, that's just free market. That's not censorship. Now, if Spotify says our bottom line is being harmed too much by having Joe Rogan on our podcast, so if, if they would at some point decide to handle Joe Rogan differently, they just, just put a disclaimer on his episodes, and they said, look, this is hurting us too much. We need to get rid of Joe Rogan. That's not censorship. That's a capitalist decision. But again, conservatives don't like capitalism doesn't serve their purposes. It's always, they're always, because as I have said, as uh, uh, the host of the most Nimbus Yosh will often say, uh, hypocrisy is a conservative prerequisite. Um, So, but meanwhile, state-sponsored censorship is a completely different thing. And this is where conservatives are even more proving themselves to be hypocritical. So you had the uh, graphic novel, Mouse, uh, deals with the Holocaust, a Tennessee school board curriculum. Uh, There's been discussion since then about uh, Art Spiegelman's Mouse and uh, why they would not allow uh, that book there's, there's other examples. There's in Texas, you had a, an example of, um, you know, the, they were told that uh, schools had to give both sides of the Holocaust. Like, to be fair, I guess, to the Nazis. I don't know. I mean, come on. You know, what, 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 why do you have to be fair to, to both sides when telling the one side completely explains what the other side did. But no, because they have to pander to their white supremacist folks, you know, to the folk, to the person who is protesting outside of the Capitol at one point on January 6, 2021, with the shirt that said six million wasn't enough, i.e. he would have wanted to see more Jews dead. Uh, DeSantis, Florida is chock full of stuff. Uh, Florida State Board of Education banned critical race theory, even though they really don't they don't really have critical race theory in schools. What what they have in schools is discussion about things like you know uh, the the Tulsa you know race attacks, the attacks on Black Wall Street, uh, the uh, you know issues dealing you know with segregation and Jim Crow laws and things that make white people uncomfortable. Um, because they don't like dealing with the past. They don't like to be reminded that their grandfather or great-grandfather once, you know, lynched a black dude um, for having the the city to be nice to a white person or to want to drink from the same water fountain. Um, the, the, uh, they adopted new rules that said would shield school children from curricula that would, quote, distort historical events. Um, Republican Governor Ron DeSantis uh, urged members, many of whom he appointed, to adopt new measures that would serve students with facts rather than, quote, trying to indoctrinate them with ideology. You know, the ideology, you know, that, you know, black people were slaves. You know, the 1619 project that conservatives seem to have such a huge problem with, you know, with the fact that to understand that, you know, how... It is that black people came to come to this country and 
uh, and the, the impact that slavery has had on on the people and the impact that, that racist institutions that have existed throughout the existence of this country and even prior to the creation of this country, how how that has in, had an effect on the lives of black people in this country. Um, Opponents of critical race theory, according to this article, say school children should not be taught that America is fundamentally racist. Governors and legislators in Republican-led states around the country are considering to have signed laws that would limit how teachers can frame American history. Well, black history is American history. This is Black History Month. We've started off, you know, how do we start Black History Month off this month? We started off Black History Month with bomb threats in several historically black colleges and universities. That's how we decided to start off Black History Month this year. But no, we're not a racist country, not at all. We, we have to, you know, quote, be fair because Joe Biden wants to appoint the first black woman to the Supreme Court. It's racist of him, according to these crazy white people. It's racist of him to only consider a black woman well, wasn't it racist to never consider a black woman for the last 200 plus years for the Supreme Court? They don't want to think, they don't want to touch that one. It's been what was it? Ruth Bader Ginsburg says, "What would she like to see in the Supreme Court? Nine women." And everyone's like, "What nine women? Why?" I was like, "Well, we had nine men for centuries. Why can't we have nine women for a bit?" Seems to make sense, but no. Candace Owens said racism isn't over. <laughs> Stop clocks are right twice a day, too, I suppose. Uh, Candace Owens also uh, said that Hitler would have been fine for uh, uh, had he only wanted to make Germany great again. And then tried to die that she said what she said. Um, you know, to me, you know, the comments by Whoopi Goldberg were insensitive and, and really weren't thinking much, but her statements were nowhere near as horrible as the statements of Candace Owens, who would have said Hitler would have been okay had he only just tried to kill Jews in Germany. Oh, Candace Owens said racism is over? Yeah, I'm sure. That's, that's the problem with, with certain conservatives, that they don't, like, they, they, they want to put blinders on because they think that they can, you know, I guess somehow be popular within their, uh, within, within their uh, political ideology that they've chosen. <laughs> she said it is over common sense ruined Demonox's comment. And it's understandable. It's sometimes hard for me to quote racist when it comes to um, what things that they say. Uh, let's see. Florida law already requires school to provide instruction on a host of fundamentals, including Declaration of Independence, Holocaust, African-American history, but the topics have been muddled. Uh, current events, including killings of black people by police, have intensified debates. Um some have called for, quote, faithful interpretation of U.S. history that honors the founding of the country as a rebellion against oppression of British rule. But some Americans, particularly black people, Native Americans, Latinos, and Asian Americans, argue that descending perspectives are often missing from textbooks. Uh, the new rules say that classrooms must be factual and objective, may not suppress or distort significant historical events. <clears throat> Excuse me, but it also makes specific mention of theories that distort historical events or what have you. So... Again, so they don't want to teach so-called critical race theory, even though, again, critical race theory is really not what's being taught in uh, 
Whatever, again, new rules also forbid use of the 1619 Project, a classroom program, program spawned by New York Times Project that focuses on teaching about slavery and African-American history. The project's name refers to the year popularly believed when slaves were first brought to colonial America. So you can't learn about that. You know, you can learn about slaves, I guess. I guess, you know, like, like the original uh, words of redneck wisdom person who was like, oh, they should have been happy they were brought here to America because they had a place to stay and food to eat. But again, Florida bill to shield people from feeling discomfort over historic actions by their race, nationality, or gender approved by Senate committee. A bill backed by Republican Ron DeSantis that would prohibit Florida's public schools and private businesses from making people, feel, making people feel discomfort or guilt based off of their race, sex, or national organ. First got approval in the state Senate Education Committee. Uh, the Republican-controlled committee approved the bill whilst with six Republican senators in favor. Um, the bill named Individual Freedom, whatevs, uh, does not mention critical race theory. Uh, the term is used in the attached analysis that was given to senators. Let's see, blah, blah, blah. Let's look at the bill text via the webpage. Um Unlawful employment practices, subjecting any individual as a condition of employment, blah, 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 to believe any of the following concepts. Members of one race, color, sex, or national organ are morally superior to members of another. Individual by virtue of his or her race, whatever, is inherently racist, sexist, or oppressive. An individual's moral character or status is either privileged or oppressed is necessarily determined by his or her race. So you can't teach white privilege, even though white privilege exists. You can't teach about privilege even though privilege exists. Uh, an individual's moral character is either privileged or, let's see, members of one race, color, sex, or national origin cannot or shouldn't attempt to treat others with that respect. Let's see, an individual, by virtue of his or her race, color, bears responsibility for or should be discriminated against or receive adverse treatment because of actions committed in the past. I mean, nobody's wanting to do that, but okay. An individual, by virtue of his or her race, color, sex, national organ, should, should be discriminated to receive adverse treatment to achieve diversity, equity, or inclusion. I mean, again, nobody is punishing people for being white, but, you know, but we punish people for being black, so there needs to be some equity there. Uh, individuals should feel discomfort, guilt, anguish, or any other form of psychological distress on his or her. Like, I don't know. So you, you, you should... You know, we have to, you know, these people like to use the term snowflakes a lot, but they're, they're so sensitive when it comes to, you know, even de- like, I, so I can't say, you know, we should look as white people. So if I want to say we, us as white people should try and consider how our actions impact others and how our, you know, worldviews might not include uh, an understanding of how other people's worldviews might look like. So maybe we should take the time to consider that. Uh, in our daily actions, because that might somehow make somebody feel discomfort, guilt, or anguish. It's ridiculous. <clears throat> Demonox, this is Biden doing performative tokenism. Yes, is Biden trying to make up for Anita Hill? Maybe, but also I don't care. I like the black woman. I'll take it. Also, you, you literally can't be on the Supreme Court without being qualified, so it's just deciding not, not to discriminate for a change. I mean, you can be on the Supreme Court without being qualified. Technically, I think uh, Biden could name me to the Supreme Court. I mean, I'm not a black woman, so I wouldn't qualify for this one. But I think Biden can name anybody he wants to to the Supreme Court. You know, um, there's no requirements, I think, for that that one has to be a judge or one has to have been a lawyer or anything. You could just uh, – I think Taft became a Supreme Court justice or whatever. I don't know what, what his – other than being president, what it, what it was. Um, I don't think there's any requirements. It's just I think a, 
kind of understood that if you're going to pick somebody to the Supreme Court, you want to have somebody who's been, who has at least some understanding of the law. But I, I'm, I'm pretty certain that I could, if I was president, I could pick Yosh, be like Yosh for Supreme Court. And, and, and if as long as he got the consent to be on the Supreme Court, he would be on the Supreme Court. Doesn't matter what his employment was previously. Um, but anyway, so but yeah, so apparently you can't talk about privilege because that makes people sad. White people, so it makes white people feel, you know, maybe feel guilty over the fact that they, you know, have an advantage over their, you know, because of their race. And you can't teach that, even though it's, it's true. <laughs> even though there is clear examples of the fact that people have privilege and, you know, if, if day-to-day, you know, you know, in their day-to-day lives and in their interactions with police and uh, in the ability to get, you know, uh, loans, uh, employment, uh, if somebody has a name that sounds like it might be ethnic, they might get thrown to the bottom of the pile when looking at job applications. Uh, all those sort of things, you know, are elements of privilege that these people, well, where's my privilege? Well, you know, the people usually saying that are probably, you know, poor white folks who who don't understand that they are suffering from certain lack of privileges, i.e. class privilege or lack thereof. But, you know, they're they're not ready to understand the concept of intersectionality either. Hell, some of these people probably can't even pronounce the word intersectionality. They just not even, but they're not, if they can't understand the simple concept of privilege, they're not going to be able to understand the concept of, you know, how layers of privilege can lay on top of each other and where, you know, a, a straight black man uh, might have more privilege than a gay trans black woman um, but still the straight black man still lacks privilege because of his race and still if you compare him with police interactions to police interactions of a straight white man that straight white man all other things being equal on average will have better interactions with the police officer than the straight black man will uh, that has, this has been my TED talk <laughs> Uh, 20,000 uh, view. Then, you have, of course, Florida also has the Don't Say Gay bill, uh, where, let's see, <coughs> a school district may not incur, <coughs> excuse me, got that lingering cough still. A school district may not encourage classroom discussion about sexual orientation or gender identity in primary grade levels or in a manner that is not age appropriate or developmentally appropriate for students. A parent of a student may bring action against the school district in order to obtain a declaratory judgment that the school district procedure or practice violates this paragraph and seek injunctive relief. A court may award damages and shall award reasonable attorney fees and court costs to a parent who receives declaratory or injunctive relief. So um, it's not okay to talk about gay people or trans people in school because, you know, again, it might hurt the conservative white folks to know that other people exist, even though ignoring the fact that, you know, was it 42% of all uh, LGBTQA youth, um, you know, are uh, considered suicide at some point over the last year uh, because of the way that the school system treats LGBTQA. Our society treats LGBTQA folks because it's because we pass stupid things like this. That, you know, makes it so that we can't talk about people and that exist in this world 
and who live in this world and who study next to your kids. It's okay for your, you know, your, your kid's going to be learning next to a gay person. Your kid's going to be friends with somebody who is a gay person, but you just want to shove that gay person in the closet so that you as a parent are not made uncomfortable by it. Meanwhile, you know, if you did your job as a parent and, you know, just taught them to, to treat every kids with equal equality and respect, you know, these kids wouldn't have the, these problems. You know, it's as simple as that. <laughs> but, you know, and then you also have, there's what, there's also the, and then you want to bring up the, like the whole, there's the, always the, the, there's a commercial that runs on, or it's voiced by Jeff on, on the morning show that I listen to all the time. Um, that uh, is like, do you want to be in the Louisiana legislature? Could do you support women's rights and the Second Amendment, or women's sports and the Second Amendment? Could you support women's rights and the Second Amendment in the Louisiana legislature, or defend women's sports and the Second Amendment? That's how it's worded. It's 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 very repetitive and very it's that annoying. It's literally that's how he talks during the course. Do you support women's sports? But you know. In supporting, you know, women's sports, they mean, you know, preventing trans women from participating in sports. And my argument for that has been your little Sally is like unlikely to be, you know, prevented from getting some sort of college scholarship um, simply because of the fact that uh, your your little Sally is, is let's say I just had a little problem with OBS. I don't know. I'm, I'm connected. Let me let me just restart that whole sentence because it seemed that we disconnected and reconnected uh, to YouTube. Um, your little Sally, if if you're you know participating in in women's sports in in, in high school, is probably not very likely to go up against a trans woman. Um, but if she does, you know, I think it's more important that we consider the fact that suicide rates uh, among trans youth are higher. So less people that uh, accept them for who they are. Conversely said, uh, for every person who accepts a trans person uh, for who they are um, and they're identified with gender, they're 50% less likely to commit suicide. And and people who don't understand math will be like, well, so you need two? No, 50% and then 50% of that and then 50% more of that of the remaining and then 50% more of the remaining. So it, 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 you know, it gets better every time it happens. So the more we accept somebody for being trans, the less likely they are to commit suicide. And that should be the goal, protecting young trans lives, not worrying about whether or not little Sally gets to go to college on a track and field scholarship. And one of the articles that I cite when I often talk about this whole problem is the fact that, you know, you know, the fact that, there, you know, this person was complaining because she finished eighth and only the top five the scholarship and two of those people were trans well why didn't you do better than the other cis women well because obviously the problem wasn't the trans women the problem was the fact that you couldn't beat out the other cis women either for the scholarship but maybe the maybe we shouldn't be putting people's hopes and dreams on going to college on a sports scholarship they talk about fairness well what about the people who have a disability who can't participate in sports to begin with those people are at a disadvantage they can't even have the opportunity to participate in a sport uh potentially you know maybe maybe they might you know be able to participate in like the um 
the, the, the Paralympic Games or whatever, maybe they'll be able to, you know, maybe there's some opportunities for them, but their opportunities are less. You know, or let me just, you're just overweight so you, so you can't, you know, you have a thyroid condition and you can't keep a, a, a steady weight so you, you can't participate in sports because you, you, you can't do well enough in sports because your body won't let you do well enough in sports. Then what? Do those, you don't care about those people. What about the parents, kids with parents who can afford trainers and, and send people to, you know, special camps and classes and give them elite training so that they could just smoke their peers? That's not fair, but you're not complaining about that. You're just cherry-picking fairness. They're cherry-picking fairness. Why? Because it's not about fairness. It's about their hatred of trans people. It's about their transphobia. It's about them being mean to trans folk. It's about just like the whole you can't say gay in school. If You have to censor. They don't want to talk about anything that makes them feel uncomfortable because if they have to actually confront things that make them uncomfortable – they might actually have to do what? They might have to actually admit that they're wrong. And that is the cardinal sin, herbatism. The, they, it, just trying to admit, admit, admit that you're wrong is the most horrible thing that conservative could ever do. Period. Let's see. Also, Yoshiskotis, Demonax. Privilege isn't real because as a cis-head white male age 25 to 45, I've never been given pieces of piles of gold. Wow. I'm Jewish. I don't have my piles of gold either. So, wah, wah. Anyway, so I think, though, that the ending on the whole thing of, you know, the, pro- the, the problem with conservatives and conservatism and why they censor these things is at the end of the day, again, they don't want to be confronted with, with the fact that with things that make them uncomfortable, because again, at the end of the day, they don't want to ever have to be able to learn something and then have to say, oh, maybe I was wrong about this one thing. Because again, that's, that's the absolute worst thing that could happen to a conservative ever, is them having to admit that they were wrong. And that's pretty much, I think, where we're going to end this episode of Liberal Day and Radio. Keep your eyes peeled for the uh, next uh, for the announcement for the show that's going to take place two weeks from now. I'm very excited about it. It's a relatively famous person who's going to be a guest. Demonox already knows, but I, I let them have this, the, the secret advance notice of the secret. But it will be happening shortly and soon. So but this is the end of this week's episode of Liberal Day and Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. I'll be back next Wednesday, 8 p.m. Central, blogtalkradio.com slash liberaldan and youtube.com slash liberaldanradio. Remember, like this video, subscribe to the channel to help me out on YouTube. Let's get myself to being monetized. And if you can do so, support the Patreon as well, patreon.com and liberaldan. And go to stopthecoup.liberaldan.com to try and help me uh, fight gerrymandering, voter suppression, and the rest of the bad stuff that Republicans are going to do. Until next week, this is Dan Zimmerman with Liberal Man Radio. Talk from the left. That's right.